0: Folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. Uh, this portion of our program is brought to you by Kay's. Remember, there's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by Kays, they're waiting for you. Um, the sound you just heard, it's going to air this Sunday night, and it's on 60 minutes, and it's Anderson Cooper speaking with Democrat Socialist frontrunner Bernie Sanders, who point blank, number one, absolutely tearing former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg to shreds, but even saying if that were a real debate, not the Democrat debate now, and think of everything I've been reading to you is, and that was in a Democrat debate, he said President Trump would chew him up and spit, spit him out. Joining us right now is the Regional Communications Director, former Deputy Press Secretary from the Republican Party. We want to say good afternoon to our friend Mike Joyce. Good afternoon, Mike.
1: Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: I'd love to uh, start, if you don't mind, um, just by touching on what I just played, which was uh, Bernie Sanders, which is going to ear in 60 minutes this Sunday night.
2: Mike?
1: Yep, yes, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you know, it's something else. And uh, I think we all saw his abysmal debate performance that he had. And, you know, I don't know many people willing to spend $500 million Uh, to get on a national debate stage and look uh, incredibly stupid on on national television but i mean i don't think there's any other way to characterize what happened to mike bloomberg on that debate stage And you know you can spend all this money uh, on internet memes uh, on digital ads on tv ads but uh, at the end of the day i think you shouldn't have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to get your message out if you have a message that resonates with voters Uh, if you go back to president trump uh, when he first ran in 2015 uh, the president used a Twitter account and showing up uh, in early states like Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina and Nevada uh, to get his message out, and his message, his message clearly resonated with voters. So, yeah, I think if you put any of these 2020 Democrats on a debate stage with President Trump, uh, the president will very easily run circles around them on a debate stage because this president has, at this point, three years of promises made and promises kept and a booming economy, and all the Democrats are going to have, regardless of who the nominee is, whether it's Mini Mike Bloomberg or Bernie Sanders or whomever, uh, they're going to have a far-left agenda that the American people uh, overwhelmingly reject, whether it's stripping millions of Americans off their private health insurance or moving towards a socialist economy uh, at a time when we're at historic lows uh, for unemployment, uh, specifically with the African-American community and the Hispanic community. Uh, We're at a 71-year low uh, with unemployment for women right now. Uh, this economy is booming, and it's because of the President's America First policy. So, uh, again, whether it's Mike Bloomberg, Bernie Sanders, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're in for a world of trouble on a debate stage with President Trump uh, once we get to the general election.
0: Folks, we're speaking with Michael Joyce, who is the Republican National Committee spokesperson. Mike, um, Michael, New York Times, um, <clears throat> do, you, do you prefer Michael or Mike? Just because your Twitter feed says Mike, but then I, I don't want to be too casual if you prefer Michael.
1: Oh, Mike. Mike is totally. Fine. Mike is
0: fine. Okay. Uh, Washington Post this morning, uh, President Trump uh, apparently took particular glee watching Bloomberg's performance Wednesday. Two people spoke to him, told the Washington Post. The president told them he knew Bloomberg would be a poor debater. Is um, what what was the reaction? I mean, obviously, the Republican National Committee. Um, you're watching that debate and watching it very intently. W- when was it? Be- when did it become apparent to you? that this was going to go into the direction that it did?
1: Well, I think it's been pretty obvious from uh, the moment that all these candidates started announcing that they're going to run for president on the Democrat side that this is an incredibly weak field, and that's why uh, you know the polls have really shifted drastically uh, leading up to the Iowa caucuses. You saw uh, different candidates throughout uh, being listed as a quote-unquote frontrunner, and now you're starting to see Uh, Of course, Bernie Sanders performed uh, decent in the first couple states, but uh, so did someone like Pete Buttigieg. And then uh, Mike Bloomberg now saw uh, maybe he should jump in as well. So, again, it just kind of underscores just how weak this field is where there isn't truly a a clear frontrunner right now. Uh, And I think the Democrats should be incredibly nervous because the longer – they go on without a front-runner, and before someone secures the nomination, uh, that's just less time where they have to unite the party uh, to start fundraising. Uh, granted, I wouldn't be too thrilled to fundraise with the DNC. I don't know if you saw the numbers that came out uh, just this morning, uh, but the RNC, uh, not including the Trump campaign, uh, outraged the DNC nearly three times the amount. Uh, and cycle the date, if you compare the RNC and the DNC, we've raised over two and a half times the amount of money uh, and we have over seven times the amount of money uh, cash on hand right now. We have over $76 million. Uh, they have $9 million cash on hand, but they're $6 million in debt. So, again, the longer this gets dragged out, uh, that's less time for them to raise money and unite the party. Uh, meanwhile, the Republican Party uh, has unprecedented uh, support for President Trump. Uh, and the president's campaign is continuing to run a general election campaign. All right. All right, all right, all right. Let me just jump in. For a,
0: let me just jump in for a moment here. Now, um, now, Bernie's going to be the he's going to be the nominee and he's he's coming in very strong. What I what I was trying to gauge was <clears throat> Wednesday night when that was going on, were you out at the rally? Were you watching the rally? Were you watching the debate? I was hoping to get if there was some kind of a story that <clears throat> there were a number of people within the Republican National Committee that were watching it. And suddenly, could tell that Bloomberg was was in trouble. That's that's what I was trying to oh, get up yeah. first here. I mean, like, where, where did you, hold up? Where did you watch the debate on Wednesday night?
1: Uh, I had to watch from the office. I was doing double duty, so we okay. had to rally on one screen and yes. debate on
0: the other. Okay. Uh, and was, do you do was, you think? Th- hold on, my, Michael. We're on the same team here. I, I was in Manchester, but I, I want to like I want to have a conversation. I don't want to just. I know you have a lot of information perfect. to get out, but we're on the same team here. Um, do you think strategically? Did you think prior to that that Bloomberg should not have gone into the debate?
1: Uh, 100% because it became very evident that uh, Okay. He's not so, very good on his toes. so you he's not guys
0: knew debate. right away this is a mistake. He should not be doing it and it, is it because he he doesn't belong with them? I mean they he fueled Biden and Elizabeth Warren. Is it because I mean he was a Republican and he did support President president bush is it because he shouldn't even be in the democrat primary or do you think just because it's it it, there's no way he was going to be up to speed for the debate
1: yeah i think it's i think it's twofold it's first of all he's just a very incredibly weak candidate to begin with that's why, again, like I was saying earlier, he had to spend hundreds of millions no, of
0: dollars. I, I understand that, but, that's what, country. Country. That's, but what to, that's what I'm trying to—that's what I'm trying to gauge—is right. just. But, to me, he shouldn't even be in that party. And as far as an incredibly weak candidate, um, listen, th- there are certain people that our offices fit them. He was a very good mayor of New York City. He's a very accomplished businessman, um, and also he does have a fortune that he is spending. So, now to me, there are different people that you could describe as. A terribly weak candidate but someone who has uh... money and has experience certainly you know has some qualities but this whole thing is turning into a disaster i'll give you that but is in any way should people be concerned at the money that bernie sanders is raising or the crowds that he's attracting
1: uh... not at all because i think by the time you get to a general election uh... the message and the narrative of what the election is going to define is very clear Uh, I think we all understand that after uh, four years of, of when we have a presidential election, the first question voters ask themselves are, am I better off now than I was four years ago? Right. Uh, you can point to many things of this economy. That answer is a resounding yes. Uh, when Bernie Sanders says we need a drastic shift and we need to go towards socialism. in the Yes. The question then becomes why? Because when you have an economy performing this well, there's no call to action. There's no reason to change the course. And so I think uh, if you look at the polling among independent voters – uh, even Democrats, uh, since impeachment has happened, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of people coming to our side now saying, you know what, enough is enough. We don't need a socialist takeover of this country uh, to take over the economy, a government takeover of our health care system when – uh, generally speaking, people like their health insurance, their private health insurance, right now. Sure. Even union voters like their insurance because that's right. That's uh, an, an excellent point. That go excellent and point for them.
0: So, yep. and that was that uh, certainly came with- up in the debate the other night. You know, one thing before I let you go, yeah. though, I find it. Um, and again, folks, we're speaking with Michael Joyce, and we appreciate his time, Republican National Committee spokesperson. But what I just find the most intriguing is, as someone that watches this, and and listen, Sanders, I would never vote for him. I'm not in favor of his policies or anything else. He's very skilled. On stage, the guy had seventeen thousand at that rally in Tacoma, Washington. But what I what I cannot believe is listening to people saying the party is considering at the convention asking John Kerry to step in as the candidate. I mean, that 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 is ludicrous, Michael. Like, listen, I, I'm not a Bernie Sanders. I would never vote for him. I'm not a fan. But like, are you like what what what? That's not even the Democrat Party. Then it, it's over. If if what's the point? of going through this whole process, if at the, the very end, you well, so then don't know the if was... who the person's going to be. Next month, we're going to watch March Madness. And it starts with... 64, 65, Inmedible, whatever it is, teams, and then they make illegal, their way to the Final Four and right, everything else. Whoever, you don't just put a team in, oh, this team's in the championship game. And President Trump them to bring started to on the West, stage, Michael Joyce, with 19 other Republicans and then fought his way through. Boom, Bush, uh, Marco Rubio. Then it came We're down to Ted Cruz. You can't, what does that say about the Democrat Party in this day and age they, John Kerry, they're going to just ask him to do it like he need someone to come over and help you move a couch on saturday michael joyce like you want to talk about party that is broken i'll give you the final word
1: yeah uh i mean it's comical watching it at this point because uh to bernie sanders what he said in 2016 uh he came out last year and said what were radical fringe outside the mainstream ideas and the democrat party have become the mainstream uh and he's absolutely right the party has gone so far to the left Uh, It has the Beltway Democrats and the establishment of the Democrat Party uh, very concerned. And uh, we all saw it happen in in 2016. Debbie Wasserman Schultz had to resign uh, because of what she was doing to help Hillary Clinton. So once again, you have Beltway Democrats and DNC and the establishment of the Democrat Party uh, trying to steal the nomination away from Bernie Sanders once again. Uh, So it just shows truly how divided their party is. Where they would want to retread candidate, uh, someone like John Kerry. Oh, uh, my who God, what a disaster! So, God Almighty. So really just, they don't really know where to go anymore. They it's don't the party. I think they don't. That's nope. why I think they're just going uh, full steam ahead with socialism, and we'll take that battle any day of the
0: week. <laughs> folks, he's the Republican National Committee spokesperson, Michael Dresch. Michael, great job, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for
1: having
0: me. All right, folks, there it is, and it's time to be, we are going to talk to Terry Gorman uh, coming up. Call at. One thirty. I did not. Um, I didn't mean to jump in, but it's like, I, you know, we're well beyond. I, I don't want to just hear. Um, I, I know he has to say what he has to say, but I, I, I just find the whole Bloomberg thing incredibly intriguing. I really do. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing what is going on, and it's, it's not ending. By the way, <clears throat> I mean, and by that, you know, what time is it? One eighteen. We're going to open up the full interview. 1380 Any topic you want. I love that, though. Trump, another New York billionaire, took particular glee watching Bloomberg's performance Wednesday. The president told them he knew Bloomberg would be a poor debater. I mean, that is an understatement. It was atrocious. But you know what is, um, uh, let's see, what is amazing? Now, first of all, I know, I don't understand these. Oh, oh by the way, here's some news. Blake Flippy. Representative Filippi has expanded the scope of his lawsuit against the speaker to now include General Treasurer Seth Magaziner and the Raimondo administration, specifically um, control of Peter Kennan. The complaint expands the legal challenge, uh, including uh, Mattiello and Dominic Ruggiero. So we'll see how that um, how that plays out. But um, I just can't get enough of the Bloomberg thing because because of his wealth he stays in the race let me just check if there were other um i will touch also the latest on the mattiello grand jury investigation i have some details on that he is in trouble people know he's in trouble he's in denial but i'm just laughing at bloomberg is just getting hammered so i love this line it, and I want to just find it, so they, they're aware there were problems, so they're going to change their tactic for Tuesday night in South Carolina. That—that That is incredibly dangerous to do. Incredibly dangerous to do. Um, uh, let me just see if this, this is the guy that, I, that wrote the article about the billionaires.
3: There's a left side of the field and a right side of the field. Let's just hear this. That And so between the coming of FDR and, let's say, the Carter presidency, everybody was living in FDR's stadium, right? A stadium defined by the New Deal, by the the view that government could, if uh, Marshall, properly fight for the interests of the many over the few. And so if you were a Republican, if you were on the right side of the field in that stadium, you were still delimited by the stadium. And so Richard Nixon created the EPA, right, like Eisenhower tolerated 90 percent marginal tax rates. They were still on the right. They were different from the people on the left, but they were all within a stadium that viewed the government, and the idea of common purpose more generally as being right. That, that was shared by everybody in the stadium. And then there was an argument left-right. Since the coming of Ronald Reagan, um, we have been living in his ideological stadium. And everybody who has come after him has been playing in his stadium, whether they like it or not. Um, Bill Clinton was on the left side of the field in Ronald Reagan stadium. Barack Obama was on the left side of the field in Ronald Reagan stadium. And what that means, sort of the inverse of the FDR point, is that when you have folks on the left in the neoliberal era, and the Reagan stadium era, what it means is you do health care not because it's a human right.
0: All right. Not- Again, I, I found I thought he was pretty interesting. He's the one the guy I was just playing. I'll get him as a guest. Uh, we'll reach out to him. He wrote the piece uh, about it's a billionaire election. And I, I think that's really interesting the way it's sizing up. Um, let me just check some other headlines and then we're going to talk to uh, Terry Gorman coming up. Bernie rips Bloomberg. Trump would chew him up and spit him out. Uh, let's see. Over the weekend, they're picking Sanders to win big in Nevada. In Nevada. Biden voters shifting to Mayor Pete. I can't, who would vote for Mayor Pete? Talk about a lightweight's lightweight. Students feel the burn. Big time. Rivals worry building insurmountable lead. Candidates running short on cash. cash. Well, Bloomberg going in. Bloomberg going in to the debate. Poll satisfaction with USA highest since 2005. Hmm. I'm also just looking at some headlines here. Jurors keep focusing on the Soprano actress, Annabella Schierer. Harvey Weinstein jury, day four of deliberations. They keep focusing on her. Let me pull that up. Um, the, I, I this whole business of billionaires, it does dominate that word keeps coming up. And what I said earlier, I, Michael didn't pick up on it. Michael Bloomberg should not be in that race. Me, meaning he, he should he's in the wrong party. For what he's selling, they're, they're never buying. You know, I was telling telling someone yesterday, President Trump goes into the Republican debates four years ago, right, on the stage. And he's with Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Chris Christie, right, and uh, Kasich at one point. I mean, there were a lot of them. And President Trump is talking about, you know, we're going to build the wall and the illegals coming and blah, blah, blah. if he does that in a Democrat debate... Forget, forget about it. He'd be booed off the stage. Bloomberg, he is like a foreign being that w- was planted on that stage. And and they absolutely tuned him up. He never should should have been on the debate stage. But the more I look at this, not only should he not have been on the debate stage, he should have waited. They're running low on cash. Elizabeth Warren, he should have waited till the field cleared and stayed with his plan for Super Tuesday. Now he's... He's stuck. He's in the South Carolina debate. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not voting for him either. This foolishness. But he he is just going to get, just from a political standpoint. Harvey Weinstein jurors want to review uh, testimony from Annabella Sciara. Still no verdict. I don't know what to make of that trial. He is such a low-life, creep, uh, criminal fiend. But I, I just don't know if they're going to get him on that but we'll have to wait and see. But my point is that I was trying to say is that it's not like Bloomberg needs to write the ship. Listen to what I'm saying. He he doesn't belong there. They, they, it's not like he needs to hone his points a little bit. It's, it's never working with this crowd. Elizabeth Warren says we're going after the billionaires and the crowd cheers. Bernie Sanders says that and the crowd cheers. This is not a matter of I need to work on my answer of stop and frisk. I need to work on my answer on... You know, I was talking to someone last night that said, well, you should just say we're going to release the NDA. Well, you can't release the NDAs because then that's like a real disaster um, from what we understand. But he he's never going to write the ship. I mean, this whole thing and everyone is watching for Bloomberg to completely crash down. And I mean crash down. What a thud this is going to be. And then, you know what else is I find so interesting about this? is at what point do you then say you know that that I've had enough I know the people that like it, it, you, you get someone involved in an auction and a big part of the auction is people become vested and you see this with well with investments a lot of things so people that are gambling right well with bloomberg now do, do you walk away from the table when you're down 500 million or do you throw another five hundred million down? I mean, how far does this does this thing go? Yeah, text with Terry Gorman here. I don't know why he sent me an email. Maybe it's because I'm on the air. Terry's gonna give us our illegal alien update. Um, and I apologize. I, I normally was gonna have him for one o'clock. I um I love the fact that Raimondo is co-chair of this campaign. And it is... How about Sid McKenna left her job at the state party. And there's different speculation about that. In order to, what, to run the Bloomberg Rhode Island campaign? <laughs> how do you feel? I mean, are, are you kidding me? He's not going anywhere. I, I Anyone that feels he's going somewhere. Now, the only thing, though, that I, I disagree with the guest is... I'm going to come back to, I'm not convinced everybody is in favor of a hard day's work in the country. I don't. And I think, you know, what I was going to say about the billionaire election, does the world belong to them or us? I I, I think there's a danger that the Trump people should pick up on. Because Bloomberg losing, it's one thing to lose because of of your point of view and the issues, stand on issues. But I, I think it's problematic if he loses because he's a billionaire. Because that, I, I sense that there could be an uprising in the masses of people that are unhappy or feeling left behind. How did President Trump win in 2016? He, he won with the forgotten man and woman. That's how he won. So, and all of a sudden, when you have all these people feeling there's so much wealth and Bernie Sanders, what, what Sanders does, though, is, you know, they, his critics say he, he yells. See, the way that many of you feel about President Trump, which in an element, there's an element to it that he can do no wrong. They look at President Trump and see disgust. We look at him and say, the guy is hilarious at the rallies and everything else. The Sanders people feel that way about their guy. They do. So the critics say, points the finger and yelling, his people don't see him that way. They view him as authentic. They view him as Bernie being Bernie or something. You know what I mean? Like something like that a little bit. All right, we're going to talk to Terry Gorman momentarily. Folks, 766-1380. 76613, you can email me at John at com Hey, I want to remind you though, before we talk to our friend uh, Terry Gorman, um again, I want to remind you if you're a business and you have truck and trailer repair, you need mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today at 508 336 508 336 Mega truck and trailer repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections rhode island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service abs repairs brake stores if it's on a trailer they can fix it it's mega truck and trailer repair 508-336-2110 all right let's go to the phones and joining us folks a longtime advocate looking out for rhode island with illegal immigration with our weekly report is our friend terry gorman good afternoon terry Good afternoon, John. How Thank are you Thank you. Very good. I apologize, Terry. Uh, normally, we're going to do it at one. We'll always do it at one. My apologies, um, and, uh, being flexible with the schedule. Uh, but go right ahead. What do we have for this week and our report, Illegal Aliens Amongst Us?
2: Well, there's, there's not that many this week, John. But th- some of them are really important, in my opinion. Go ahead. And w- one of them is H7638. And basically, what it says, new... It said uh, it's a landlord-tenant contract, and says they shall deliver to the tenant a valid certificate of rental suitability as defined in such and such. So, right now they have a bill in to prevent landlords from asking somebody's immigration status. So, what happens if somebody speaks comes to to you to rent an apartment? They don't speak very very good English. You have to provide them with this certificate of rental suitability, which is, you know, that's a requirement if you're going to be a landlord. How many languages do you have to provide that in? You know, it, it, I don't know so, how many. Well, well, we deal with up to 102 languages in Rhode Island right now. So, you know, offhand, so I don't know. You know, what if, uh, more than likely the predominant language would be would be Hispanic. Why? What are we doing to ourselves? What? Why are we catering to that particular population? And a, sec, a second thing, John. and This is a, a great idea for most under most circumstances. Go ahead. But new Central Falls campus opens doors to opportunity. Now they just they just paid a million two to buy the old Dexter Credit Union building in Central Falls. And they turned it into a center for Rhode Island College Workforce Development Hub on Dexter Street in Central Falls. And the hub is to train workers and help others earn degrees. Now that that's really all well and good, but who qualifies Thank for be that? Blessed. Does anybody just Thank come be blessed. in? Be blessed. All the illegal and be delivered aliens and they in come Jesus in and get name. all this help to to gain a degree? Mm. You know, uh, it's. It, that's an awful lot of money that's going to be involved. In it. it is, you know, and and uh, be blessed. Kudos to mayor, It says kudos to, to the mayor of Central Florida and Rhode College you. President Frank Sanchez. Beautiful for putting enough this to all hear together. again. And the, the article was written by Marcella Betancourt. She's the executive director of the Latino Policy Institute at Roger Williams University. Oh yeah.
0: They've been there so, quite... They're very active, that uh, that Latino <laughs> Policy Institute. Oh, Rachel yeah. Williams,
2: Terry. I, I, don't, I don't know why I can't get people to pay attention to them. I, I have a booklet, the first booklet that they put out. This is, I believe, I believe the first booklet they put out was in 2004. <laughs> right. In in that booklet, which costs a lot of money to put that booklet out, I, I'd like to have what it costs. Uh, there's a statement in there from the Pew Hispanic Center that states that we have twenty five thousand illegal aliens currently employed in the state of Rhode Island. How many? Twenty five thousand.
0: How? That's all that yeah. just that they know of, Terry. I think it's higher.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at yeah. all. But twenty five thousand illegal aliens currently employed in the state of Rhode Island. And and John, it just keeps the pop that population just keeps expanding. It does. It's going up and up yep. and up.
0: Hey, Terry, hold on one moment, folks. This portion of the program is brought to you by MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801. Now, for your company, you're trying to work, you're trying to get things done. You need proper staffing. You need MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801. You need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend workers, local, meaning AKA sleep-at-home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, how about mechanics, skilled labor, or you need people for the healthcare industry? Office professionals, call Mega Professionals today. 508 336 508-336-7801. We're back with uh, Terry Gorman who uh, keeps us surprised at some of the bills that are going on at the Rhode Island State House. So Terry, this week they are um they are on uh, vacation break, so they're going to be coming yeah, back. on vacation. That's yeah. right. But um, it's important for people to know just where also labor. And if you wouldn't mind touching on, for instance, like George Knee, as people say, you know, the big labor leader and everything else, people should make no mistake about it. If he could find a way to get all of uh, these people that are in the country illegally into his unions, they have no allegiance to the American
2: worker in any way. No, John. You're 1000% right that's something that irritates me beyond belief you can go to all of these official rallies for the uh, illegal aliens they have them in all you know, school auditoriums and things and two of the people that are most prominent on the stage are Laurie White from the Greater Providence Chamber of Commerce and George Nee. and when that former congressman there Gutierrez came here several times yep and gave a talk, and I mean he was in your face. Oh about, yeah, you know that you're going to accept illegal aliens. George Nee was sitting right next to him on the stage, and so was so was uh, Larry White from the Greater Providence Chamber, Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. And you know what, but, Terry, that also. Tell you-
0: what what I was going to say was. Um, there was also they were having those gatherings at that I think it's Saint Michael's Parish in Providence when they had that yeah. nun Sister yes. Keefe maybe Ann Keefe or something like yep. that and have all the rallying points everything else and they have translators there and I, I would see sometimes these union members they pull it up and you know they get the American flag and everything and, and you feel like saying boy your union is selling you out in two seconds. If yep. they could get some of these people to sign up for the union, they don't—they have the translators. They—they don't care in the least that they're not American citizens, and yep. they'll take the jobs away from them
2: in a heartbeat. Well, look at the SEIU, John. They brag openly that they have illegal aliens in their ranks. That's right. And yeah. the, the the leadership of these places, I think, is you know uh, not uh, against their members, but is subverting their members. By by looking at this and hiring and allowing illegal aliens into their ranks, and I I don't I don't think I think if you took a survey of all the people in the carpenters union, they they would be up in arms to to know that the leadership was willing to take in illegal aliens. Right, and you know it's a it's a place up near me, John. You can't get anything done. Nobody wants to do anything. It's like the Rhode Island Landscape Association, the Rhode Island Builders Association, built. 26 houses in a development up near me the average price of the house is four hundred ninety five thousand dollars wow the 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 uh, o- almost all of the construction work is is, do- is done by one company and it's they they're all illegal well I can't say they're all Ill- illegal aliens but the majority of them are illegal aliens and nobody will do anything about it. Nobody, no, none of those organizations that I just stated have any qualms about these people doing this. You're right. And this is twenty six, twenty six houses that it's taken three and a half years to build this complex. And those people have been working there, you know, blasting and digging foundations and all of that stuff for all that time. And you know, and nobody. I told everybody. Nobody want. Nobody will do anything about it. They don't. Even, they don't even want to talk to you about it. The Rhode Island Builders Association and the Rhode Island Landscape and Architect Association, whatever it is. I've called them all. Nobody does anything. It's a. It's a shame, John. And there's one. There's one other bill. Is uh, we didn't talk about before. It's H, seven six one eight. And what it is is equality in abortion coverage. Equality in abortion coverage. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And basically. They're going to give, they're going to give abortions. They they want insurance to cover abortions in in Medicaid.
0: That's absurd for people that are in the country illegally.
2: Well, uh, it's my opinion, yes, and for and for the state workforce. So so the insurance companies will have to pay. You know, there'll be a new program. The insurance industry already said it's going to. The costs are going to be out of sight if they put that in if they pass it, but it will include because that's how the illegal alien women get get to be have their babies at hospitals in Rhode Island because they do it through Medicaid. So now now not only will they be able to deliver babies, they'll be able to' have, we'll have to pay for abortions. you know I mean it just it's getting beyond belief how how one-sided. All of this is getting to be. And you know and what then, else?
0: I, I want to just jump in. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro and, and it's our friend Terry Gorman of uh, Ryle. But Terry, you know, you don't even hear them talk about, for instance, in the UK, they're going to have you following what's going on there? They're going to start giving preference to skilled, they call them migrants, but skilled migrants that want to come in. And there is such a difference between. Um, I, I remember, and I, I've told the story, but I, I one time was uh, on an airplane next to someone that he, his family owns. If you go out to Washington State, his family he inherited, it, but they they own all of those uh, apple trees and orchards. He has yes. apple are huge, yeah. Apple are huge, huge, and yeah. said that they bring in. Uh, with special visa workers, because they they tried to. He remember he told me that his father used to go into town and try to get homeless people from the town. And they just the jobs are really hard. You have to climb the trees. You have to have a sack yep. on. It's hard work. It's you know ninety degrees, and they would bring in. But but they bring in people specifically for jobs. It's a limited amount of time, and and it's all run that way.
2: The problem we do we that have, right here in Rhode Island, John. We do that right here in Rhode Island. Well, at yes, Apple, but in Rhode Island. Right, same but, thing.
0: Well, yes, yeah, but but Terry, but a lot of the people that are coming in have no skill or or have. Ter- yeah. What I'm trying to say is, we we don't do that. We we have too much of anybody that wants to come in, come in. To compared to, I think what what I'm trying to say is, I think you and I and others would be more in favor of some kind of a program of, and the president is trying to do that. Skilled workers that would benefit the country or benefit the state, not these people that come in. And what I'm trying to say is, there. Heavily reliant on on our government programs.
2: Yeah, well, well I agree with that, John. Right. That okay. Shouldn't, that shouldn't be. But the, the apple growers association in Rhode Island for years and years and years has brought in people every year. Yes. To pick the apple crop, and and when it's, when it's picked, they go home.
0: Exactly, and that well, was, then that's fine. That's fine. Yep, but it's yeah. it's I we, agree, we, I agree with that. Th- like you yep. and I, what people need to understand is, I would have. Less of a problem. If you have manufacturers that say, hey, we need these types of workers, that's one thing. What you can't have is people like, to me, Alorza, who is inducing them to come in. Same thing with the OSA. Induces them to come in, running a sanctuary state, running a sanctuary city. And then, therefore, we just have to kind of tolerate... All of these people that show up at Hasbro and they're nine months pregnant. and They don't have any health insurance, and many of the children need special care. And we have to pay for all of it. And then they get Section Eight housing. Then they get EBT cards. We we it's not fair to the taxpayer that we have to pay for all these illegals no, that no, come in.
2: Not at all, John. And and we another program that we're doing now is that H one B visa program. And and I just posted something on Facebook just a little while ago that 25 major companies across the United States, it's, it's many, many, many more than that, but 25 of the major corporations in the country are bringing in droves of these H-1B visa people to do the jobs that Americans, you know, that putting Americans out of work to, to bring them in. And you know, they're not, I guess they come in on a visa, so they're not illegal, but, but that's something else. I mean, that one of the companies noted is CVS to bring in tech people to do it. And yep. if you look if, if you in Cumberland, that's why the Cumberland School Department has uh, deals with 26 different languages. You know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> we're inundated with it, John. And nobody... I don't know. You and I have talked about this for so long. It's it's incredible.
0: Well, uh, but, Terry, here's yeah. the thing. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. we will speak with our friend Terry Gorman. That's why, though, Terry, it's so important uh, for people to realize... Um, around the country at least we have a president who's addressed the issue and i also go back to this election if someone like a bernie sanders gets in uh there'll be it won't be open borders there's no borders anyone can come in it'll be total anarchy um you're gonna see uh it'll just be absolute a free-for-all it's it's not easy because of the state and the way our let's face it and it comes down to terry about the vote um, I yeah. wish the local media, you know, I cringe every time I see that Nellie Gobia interviewed because to, locally, whenever I see her interviewed, it's always on this fluff stuff that doesn't even matter. You know, it's about yeah. we have we found a diary of Roger Williams or some like BS stuff like like that yeah. matters. Um, we, we're going to have this. Th-? She, the, 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 this whole business of registering the people to vote. The Providence Journal is still in court trying to battle with her. Look at this, Terry, how yeah. long this is going on. Um, As far as the voting and getting the proper information, that is someone that, that's when I'll believe we're really making a difference. Terry, the last thing is, now with this new um, superintendent in Providence, you're exactly right. I've heard from so many people that a big part of the contract provision they want is they want to designate all these illegal kids as either um, having uh, some kind of a learning disability or saying they, um, what's the term? Dislexion. Dys- Dyslexic, that's right. Um, they want to yeah. deem it like that because then also, if you're a teacher that teaches them, you get extra pay for doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. John, I, I'm just looking at something. That Go ahead. I sent, I sent this out also, and this is from January 29th, 2016. And I'll just read you one part of it. It, it went to Joe McNamara and the rest of the uh, legislature. The, the, the Providence interim Super, school superintendent said... We must be prepared for a tsunami of need in our schools due to the fact that our school district is experienced a 54% increase in the number of non-English-speaking students between 2010 and 2015 alone.
0: Unbelievable, of Terry.
2: 54, of non-English-speaking Holy students. Holy cow. It, and, and we a, have to pay for it. Yeah, a 54% increase. And in the superintendent of schools says they they need to be prepared for a tsunami of oh, need upcoming and, and this and this is several years ago yeah. and 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 they haven't done a damn thing yet you know so but we just got to keep bringing it up john maybe someday Telling you. you know now now with with president trump and saying that he's going to go after sanctuary cities i would love to see ice come in just to a few places in providence and and have a raid and you know if if they did it like once a week for a month, right? People people would automatically start to to self deport. That's right. They wouldn't stay. They wouldn't stay here if they thought they were going to get caught. That's right. and, and be deported. And then we wouldn't be reading all these stories, you know, the about what what's going on and the, how why the wages are going down and why 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 companies are paying uh, people the wages that aren't. Uh, and not paying overtime and all of that stuff and basically exploiting that community that's exactly right we're going to leave
0: yeah. it there we're going to talk to me right. folks terry great job i'll talk to you again each right, week time. i'll talk to you okay. all right folks terry gorman of ryle it's John to this portion of our program folks is brought to you again by uh good afternoon and again right now it is 148 open line if you want to get a last minute comment 766 just a couple things Tomorrow is, again, I know it's Saturday, but it is the Nevada caucus. You watch. Bernie Sanders is going to win big. And then Tuesday night is the South Carolina primary. South Carolina primary. Uh, no, excuse me. Time out. The debate for South Carolina is Tuesday night. The South Carolina primary is a week from tomorrow. So the debate is Tuesday night. You watch. Bloomberg's going to get pummeled again. And then as we look at the calendar, and then Saturday, a week from tomorrow, is the South Carolina primary. But what I want to look at is the big day coming up is Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd. So that is all the marbles. So it's a week from Tuesday is Super Tuesday. So next Tuesday is the 25th. The South Carolina primary is the 29th. And then on March 3rd, that is, I'm telling you, you watch. Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee. It's not scattered. And I, he's got the money coming in. I disagree with some of the stuff of it. It's a weak field, and I don't know where they are and all this other stuff. I, I don't view it that way. He is a force, that guy. In my mind, he is a real force without question. All right, 766-1380. Again, as we're going into the weekend, I want to remind you of um, West Fountain Auto Body. If you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body at 272-3340. If anyone hits your vehicle, call West Fountain. They will work for you, not the insurance company. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Did someone damage your vehicle? Did someone hit your car? Were you in a car accident? Maybe it was your fault. Whatever. Let's get it fixed. If you're in a car accident or a family member or someone you work with and you need to get it repaired and repaired properly... Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's John DePietro. A lot more ahead on this Friday.
1: Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today. Sal with T-Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000.
0: Well, remember, when you're out and about this weekend or next week, I have good news. The sale is continuing. The President's Day sale continues at Gilmore Furniture. Gilmore Furniture Post Road in Warwick. Stop in (coughs) and see, Steve. Everything is on sale. Living rooms, recliners, mattresses. It's Gilmore Furniture. Great selection. Free delivery for this month. Everything is on sale. Remember, up to five years, no interest. The President's Day sale continues Beautiful, American-made furniture. It's going to look terrific in your home at Gilmore Furniture. Post Road in Warwick, living room sets, recliners, mattresses, double-sided mattresses. Gilmore, right off Route 37, down the street from T.F. Green Airport, right across from where Ann and and Hope used to be. I'll see you. Stop in and see Steve. Pull right up to the front door. Great service at Gilmore
4: karen on the web at www.innovast.com
0: well folks remember if you're having a problem or you want to make sure here's the thing you want to make sure your heating system is working as efficiently as possible call jkl engineering today at 401-351-7600 401-351-7600 jkl engineering reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent. they have the highest rebates on the market with jkl the original, the best, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. They will keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free. Financing is available. So let's just say right now, in your home or business, if you go in one room, it's one temperature. You go in another room, it's another temperature. Call J.K.L. They'll straighten it out right now. 401-351-7600. The original, the best. They do it right the first time. J.K.L. Engineering, 401 401-
2: 351-7600. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk, WNRI.
0: And we're back on this Friday, folks. This portion of The John DiPietro Show brought to you by Mega Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300-MEGA. MEGA Logistics. What can they help you with? Well, your freight, you need freight or goods or third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer development. Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. Folks, call them MEGA Logistics 401. Four three one twenty three hundred four zero one four three one twenty three hundred 431 401 431 from MIGA Logistics. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DiPietro. Uh, let me uh, do a quick check-in on everybody on Facebook Live. Remember, if you ever miss any part of the program, you can go to the website, dipietro.com. And all of the programs, I want to thank uh, both uh, JR and uh, Jeff. We're logged right there. Uh, Dan says, I'm watching the snow melt here in North Carolina. There you go. Have a good thank you, Dan Smith. It does. It does sound like Donna, Donna Perry. Uh, Bernie blew off Daniel North who wanted to talk to him. Well, I don't know. But I mean, he is. He's, he's a little cantankerous. Um, and uh, there's a Chipper and everybody else. But a, a lot of people go to Facebook Live and watch it. After the the program is even over, which is amazing, the numbers on uh, on the Facebook page. Hello there, Cheryl. Hello Juan from sunny, warm Alabama. Hello there, Cheryl. I I wonder if forget about Iowa and New Hampshire. I think you know there is something to. First of all, the Iowa caucus should go away. I mean that this whole business of the caucusing thing is stupid. I it's it's outdated. And. The whole business of New Hampshire, I think that the first states, um, I think it should be more, I was thinking about this, I think either Florida, the states that should be in the mix early, Florida, at least then because, you know, you do in Iowa and New Hampshire, you do have problems with snow, certainly have problems with snow and uh, ice and cold and can keep people in. I think Florida, Virginia and North Carolina. All three are battleground states. All three can go either way. Right? I think especially like North Carolina. Um Florida would be wild. Forget about Iowa and New Hampshire. I think Florida, then at least it's warm. Florida goes either way. Florida is a battleground state. Florida can be depending could go Republican, can go Democrat. I think that would be the move to go. Forget about the Iowa stuff. But anyhow, um, again, folks, this weekend, check the website, petro.com. Grand jury target is House Speaker Nick Mattiello. Now, I'm going to have an update on that whole thing. And for those that have been tuning in, it is true. I had communication with Chief of Staff to Mattiello's, um, his Chief of Staff to the Speaker, Leo Skenyon. I did have communication with him this week. I believe, I don't know. I believe it was a mistake on his part, unintentional. He did send information that I perceive to be very, very incriminating. Uh, but however, as I was on the verge of revealing what that is, because this something happened at the statehouse that it's pieces of a puzzle that fit together. As I was on the verge of ready to disclose it, I was contacted by two different individuals. That said, I think I might have some information on the story that you want to go with. As a result of that, we're going to wait because I am piecing that together. I'd rather present the full package. So uh, it, it it is true. He did contact me. Uh, I don't believe it. I, I don't think it was intentional. It could have been. Maybe he said, no, I did that on purpose. Um, I haven't communicated with, a lot with him. I have communicated with him sometimes. Not a lot. Certainly not someone that, I mean, to me, he, he, you know, the same thing. I mean, these guys got to be, they have to be flushed out of there. Him, Mattiello Montanaro, the Mattiello crime family, they, they, they have to be removed. I, I believe, Mattie, I believe they will be removed. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, as I've said, I, I'm going to stick with March 1st. By March 1st, I believe Mattiello is going to be
2: indicted. <laughs> He's John Petro. he's really in the know, with his talk show on your radio. He's John Petro, tune in your radio. Go get him, Johnny D! Folks,
0: listen, thank you for a great week. It's John DiPietro. Enjoy your weekend. If you miss any part of the program, go to the website, dipietro.com. And then right at the top of the dashboard, they call it, under podcasts. That's where we leave it all in like a library fashion. You can listen to it. We'll be back Monday at 11. Stay tuned. The John Dion program is next right here after the 2 o'clock news. Zero. We are an official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI and W236CW One
4: Socket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.